The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. And so we begin again. A blessed Monday to you. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Monday, October 10th, 2022, Monday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle 2. Monday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the Rosary. Our saint today is St. Francis Borgia, born in 1510, grew up in an important family in 16th century Spain. He served in the imperial court and quickly advanced in his career but a series of events, including the death of his wife, made him rethink his priorities. He gave up public life, gave away his possessions, and joined the Society of Jesus. He helped in the establishment of what is now the Gregorian University in Rome. He served as political and spiritual advisor to the emperor. In Spain, he founded a dozen colleges. At 55, Francis was elected head of the Jesuits, he was responsible for the founding of Jesuit missions in Florida, Mexico, and Peru. Francis Borgia is often regarded as the second founder of the Jesuits. He died in 1572. St. Francis Borgia, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And along with Pope Francis, we pray for the church ever faithful to and courageous in preaching the gospel. May the church be a community of solidarity, fraternity, and welcome, always living in an atmosphere of synodality. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. In the Gospel of today's Mass, we read, When the crowds were increasing, Jesus began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For just as Jonah became a sign to the people of Nineveh, so the Son of Man will be to this generation. The people of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented at the proclamation of Jonah and see something greater than Jonah is here. So here Jesus talks about Jonah and the Ninevites. Jonah went to Nineveh and preached a message of repentance. Everyone listened from the lowliest citizen to the king. They put on sackcloth and fasted and prayed for God's forgiveness. In the end, they were saved. Well, maybe the threat of um, total destruction in 40 days provided sufficient motivation for the Ninevites to convert. 
But it's also possible that uh, Jonah had more to his message than just a threat of catastrophe. He must have reminded them that everything that they have, their lives, their loved ones, their great city of Nineveh, everything that they have has been given to them by a big-hearted God. A God who is constantly calling us to himself. It's good for the Ninevites because when God saw that by their actions they turned from their evil way, he did not destroy the city after all. It's important to note that it was not just words but real actions that showed their turning from evil. Oh, they listened to Jonah's call of repentance. Then Jesus says he's bringing the, that message to our generation. I'm afraid we hear but we don't listen, that our eyes are open but we don't see. Or at times, we let the noise of our lives drown out what we really should be listening to. So the big challenge is, we know what we should do, but we don't do it. So we need to listen to Jesus telling us where we should be converted. If the Ninevites fasted as part, as part of their conversion, well, we can also fast. To fast from the distractions that uh, keep us from listening and seeing what's important around us. And like the Ninevites, there is great potential for us to listen to God's voice and change our hearts to be more in sync with God's hope for us to be converted. Conversion means a change of heart. So today's gospel challenges us to reflect on our own continuing converse, conversion. Are we really allowing Jesus to guide our life and wills? In what area of my life do I still need conversion? <coughs> And conversion means turning from a pattern or many patterns that we know are self-defeating and standing in the way of our deeper bond with Jesus. So Jesus, we ask for the grace of a deeper transformation. For us, change is difficult. That um, I won't become more understanding or more generous overnight. But thinking of your love for me will begin to soften me. I see the contrast between old patterns and your way, Jesus. In the end, it's love. It's love that changes our hearts. I think of uh, the story of Bob, who came to a hospice run by religious sisters. He had been away from the church for 30 long years. His sister was a religious sister, and her grief was not only the diagnosis of cancer that her brother had, but that he was entrenched in his animosity for the church. So when he arrived, the sisters in the hospice notified the chaplain, as they always do when a Catholic is admitted. But Bob would have none of that. He said, don't you dare send that witch doctor in here. He let them know from the start he wanted nothing to do with the faith. The sisters did not force their beliefs upon their patients, but their faith informs how they treat their patients. So with a tough road ahead, they cared for this angry soul. And he was so angry. Hardly a kind word ever passed his lips. He was full of his own prejudices, but also heaped his unkindness on all the staff and sisters alike. And this went on for a, for a few months, with the staff and sisters trying their utmost to be patient with him. So the prayers continued. One day, when the sister relating this was walking outside and Bob was there in his wheelchair smoking a cigarette 
with his usual deadpan face, she started to walk past him. And then something made her turn around. She said to him, You know, next week I will be making my final vows. And I would love to have you there if you would like to come. He looked surprised and just mumbled in response. So sister said, Well, just uh, want you to know you're invited. See you later. And she continued with her walk. Then when the day came for her final vows and she went into the chapel, she was shocked to see Bob there as one of the attendants. So sister went up to him and smiled and Bob could see the tears in her eyes. Then after the mass, one of sister's family members came up to Bob and said, You know, I don't know who you are, but you made her very happy today by coming. They shook hands and Bob, for the first time since sister had met him, looked choked up. And it wasn't long after this that Bob called for the chaplain, the one he had called a witch doctor. And after a 30-year absence, he came back to the church. Now, that doesn't mean that Bob was completely transformed. He had more uh, tempers, but he kept coming to Mass every Sunday. And he did not bar people from his room, and his name-calling at least uh, decreased. Of course, he was never easy to talk to. He failed often, but uh, he reached out for the grace to begin again. And more importantly, he died having received the sacraments and being reconciled to God and his family. Well, in Bob's journey, we see that Jesus wants to wipe out our offense. He wants to wash away our guilt, to cleanse us from our sins, to create clean hearts within us, to renew our spirits. And what Jesus wants is we return to him in humility and contrition. No matter who we are or where we are in life, he will not reject a humble and contrite heart. And it is love, the experience of his love for us, the experience of his patience with us, that will change our hearts. And of course, we too are called to invite others to leave behind the sinful patterns of life that our society encourages so that God's grace can come into their lives. Of course, we won't do that by standing on street corners shouting about hellfire and brimstone. But it means that we should not be afraid to share with our friends, our colleagues, our family members, our neighbors, our experience of the love and patience of our Lord towards us. So we turn to Holy Mary, refuge of sinners. So many times during the day when we pray the Hail Mary, we tell her, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. May she obtain for us that grace of uh, a continuous conversion. Mary, please pray for us that we may know the areas in our life where God is inviting us to conversion. And please give us the grace to become instruments of conversion. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 15 past the hour on Daybreak. 
It's Monday of the 28th week in Ordinary Time, October 10th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek, and this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him. Seek the face of the God of Jacob. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is the King of glory? The Lord, the mighty, the valiant. The Lord, the valiant in war. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. O gates, lift high your heads, grow higher ancient doors. Let him enter, the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Who is he, the King of glory? He, the Lord of armies, he is the King of glory. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing joyful songs to the Lord.
How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart? How good God is to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. Yet my feet came close to stumbling. My steps had almost slipped, for I was filled with envy of the proud when I saw how the wicked prosper. For them there are no pains. Their bodies are sound and sleek. They have no share in men's sorrows. They are not stricken like others. So they wear their pride like a necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. Their hearts overflow with malice. Their minds seethe with plots. They scoff. They speak with malice. From on high they plan oppression. They have set their mouths in the heavens, and their tongues dictate to the earth. So the people turn to follow them and drink in all their words. They say, How can God know? Does the Most High take any notice? Look at them, such are the wicked, but untroubled. They grow in wealth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. How good is the God of Israel to the pure of heart! Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. Their laughter will turn to weeping, their merriment to grief. How useless to keep my heart pure and wash my hands in innocence when I was stricken all day long, suffered punishment day after day. Then I said, If I should speak like that, I should abandon the faith of your people. I strove to fathom this problem too hard for my mind to understand until I pierced the mysteries of God and understood what becomes of the wicked. How slippery the paths on which you set them. You make them slide to destruction. How suddenly they come to their ruin, wiped out, destroyed by terrors. Like a dream one wakes from, O Lord, when you wake, you dismiss them as phantoms. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Their Their laughter will turn to weeping, their their merriment to grief. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. And so when my heart grew embittered, and when I was cut to the quick, I was stupid and did not understand, no better than a beast in your sight. Yet I was always in your presence. You were holding me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and so you will lead me to glory. What else have I in heaven but you? 
Apart from you, I want nothing on earth. My body and my heart faint for joy. God is my possession forever. All those who abandon you shall perish. You will destroy all those who are faithless. To be near God is my happiness. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will tell of all your works at the gates of the city of Zion. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. It is good to be with you, Father. In you is fullness of life for your faithful people. In you all hope resides. May you lead us to everlasting happiness. Those who depart from you will perish. My joy is to remain with you, my God. To savor your words is my delight, O Lord. Honey itself is not sweeter. From the beginning of the book of the prophet Haggai. On the first day of the sixth month, in the second year of King Darius, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak. Thus says the Lord of hosts, This people says, Not now has the time come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then this word of the Lord came through Haggai the prophet. Is it time for you to dwell in your own paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much, but have brought in little. You have eaten, but have not been satisfied. You have drunk, but have not been exhilarated. Have clothed yourselves, but not been warmed. And he who earned wages earned them for a bag with holes in it. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Go up into the hill country, bring timber, and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and receive my glory, says the Lord. You expected much, but it came to little. And what you brought home I blew away. For what cause, says the Lord of hosts, because my house lies in ruins while each of you hurries to his own house. Therefore the heavens withheld from you their dew, and the earth her crops. And I called for a drought upon the land and upon the mountains, upon the grain and upon the wine and upon the oil, and upon all that the ground brings forth, upon men and upon beasts, and upon all that is produced by hand. Then Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and all the remnant of the people listened to the voice of the Lord their God and to the words of the prophet Haggai, because the Lord their God had sent him, and the people feared because of the Lord. And the Lord's messenger Haggai proclaimed to the people as the message of the Lord, I am with you says the Lord. Then the Lord stirred up the spirit of the governor of Judah, 
Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and the spirit of the high priest, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people, so that they came and set to work on the house of the Lord of hosts, their God, on the twenty-fourth day of the sixth moon. In the second year of King Darius, on the twenty-first day of the seventh month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. Tell this to the governor of Judah, Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and to the high priest Joshua, son of Jehozadak, and to the remnant of the people. Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? And how do you see it now? Does it not seem like nothing in your eyes? But now take courage, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and take courage, Joshua, high priest, son of Jehozadak, and take courage, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. This is the pact that I made with you when you came out of Egypt and my spirit continues in your midst. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, One moment yet, a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea and the dry land. I will shake all the nations, and the treasures of all the nations will come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Mine is the silver, and mine the gold says the Lord of hosts. Greater will be the future glory of this house than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to to God. God. Go up into the hill country and build a house, and And I I will will take take pleasure in it, it, says the Lord. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and And I will will take take pleasure in it, says the Lord. A reading from a commentary on Haggai by Cyril of Alexandria, Bishop. When our Savior came, he appeared as a divine temple, glorious beyond any comparison, far more splendid and excellent than the older temple. He exceeded the old as much as worship in Christ and the Gospels exceeds the cult of the laws, as much as truth exceeds its shadows. Furthermore, I might point out that originally there was just one temple at Jerusalem, in which one people, the Israelites, offered their sacrifices. Since the only begotten Son became like us, and as Scripture says, though he was Lord and God, he has shown upon us, the rest of the world has been filled with places of worship. Now there are countless worshipers who honor the universal God with spiritual offerings and fragrant sacrifices. This surely is what Malachi foretold, speaking as if in the person of God. I am a great king, says the Lord. My name is honored among the nations, and everywhere there is offered to my name the fragrance of a pure sacrifice. With justice, therefore, do we say that the final temple, the church, will be more glorious. To those who are so solicitous for the church and labor for its construction, Haggai declares that a gift will be made, a gift from heaven given by the Savior. That gift is Christ himself, the peace of all men. 
Through him we have access in the one Spirit to the Father. The prophet goes on to say, I will give peace to this place, and peace of soul to save all who lay the foundation to rebuild the temple. Christ too says somewhere, My peace I give you. Paul will teach how profitable this is for those who love. The peace of Christ, he says, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your minds and hearts. Isaiah the seer made the same prayer. O Lord our God, give us peace, for you have given us everything. Once a man has been found worthy of Christ's peace, he can easily save his soul and guide his mind to carry exactingly the demands of virtue. Haggai, therefore, declares that peace will be given to all who build. One builds the church either as a teacher of the sacred mysteries, as one set over the house of God, or as one who works for his own good by setting himself forth as a living and spiritual stone in the holy temple, God's dwelling place in the Spirit. The results of these efforts will profit such men so that each will be able to gain his own salvation without difficulty. Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. They They will will praise praise you forever. Many nations will join the Lord on that day, and they will be his people. They They will will praise praise you forever. forever. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray. At all times go before us and follow after, and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. 24 minutes before the hour, we'll check out the Gospel for today in just a few minutes, along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Monday, October 10th, 2022. I'm Paul Sadek. Lord, give us a sign. Well, don't be so quick to ask that. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, is from the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Luke. When the crowds were increasing, he began to say, This generation is an evil generation. It seeks a sign, but no sign shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. For as Jonah became a sign to the men of Nineveh, so will the Son of Man be to this generation. The Queen of the South will arise at the judgment with the men of this generation and condemn them. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. The men of Nineveh will arise at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Well, there are those who deny the real presence, and they try to explain away the Bread of Life discourse as metaphorical or symbolic. Well, I'm sorry, but that just doesn't make sense. 
Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. The fathers of the Church have interpreted the bread in the Lord's Prayer in a material sense, but also as the bread of life, the Holy Eucharist. This holy food is indispensable for our spiritual life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that a man may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh. St. John remembered this lengthy discourse for the rest of his days, as well as its exact location. This he said in the synagogue as he taught at Capernaum. Christ's words have an impact of such tremendous realism that they simply cannot be interpreted in a figurative way. Jesus reveals that the manna of the Exodus was in anticipation a prefiguring of the bread with which he would nourish Christians in their progress to heaven. Communion is the sacrum convivium, the wonderful banquet at which Christ gives himself to us and gives himself up for us. So by receiving Holy Communion, we are sharing in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. This is why the Church sings in the Liturgy of the Hours on the Feast of Corpus Christi, O sacred feast in which we partake of Christ, in which his sufferings are remembered, our minds are filled with his grace, and we receive a pledge of the glory that is to be ours. Christ's hearers understand perfectly well that he means exactly what he says but they cannot believe that what he says could be true. If they had understood him in a metaphorical, figurative, or symbolic sense, there would be no reason for them to be so surprised and nothing to cause an argument. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus clearly states that his body and blood are food for the soul, the pledge of eternal life, the guarantee of the resurrection of the body. Our Lord uses a stronger word than just eating. The original verb could be translated as chewing, which shows that communion is a real meal. There is no room for saying that he was speaking only symbolically, which would mean the communion was only a metaphor and not really eating and drinking the body and the blood of Christ. When we have received communion, Christ is not just spiritually present in us, he is truly, really, and substantially present in us. We shall never be able to appreciate sufficiently the intimacy with God himself, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that we are offered in the Eucharistic banquet. When we say, Father, give us this day our daily bread, we should rejoice that it is possible for us to receive the bread of life every day. We should be filled with thanksgiving. We should be moved to frequent and if possible daily communion. If this is daily bread, why do you receive it only once a year? Receive each and every day what will be of such benefit to you, and be sure to live each day in a manner that makes you worthy to receive Him. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 16 before the hour, and we pray with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. 
God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. with your kindness. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. O Lord, you have been our refuge from one generation to the next. Before the mountains were born or the earth or the world brought forth, you are God without beginning or end. You turn men back to dust and say, Go back, sons of men. To your eyes a thousand years are like yesterday, come and gone, no more than a watch in the night. You sweep men away like a dream, like grass which springs up in the morning. In the morning it springs up and flowers, by evening it withers and fades. So we are destroyed in your anger, struck with terror in your fury. Our guilt lies open before you, our secrets in the light of your face. All our days pass away in your anger. Our life is over like a sigh. Our span is seventy years or eighty for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain. They pass swiftly and we are gone. Who understands the power of your anger and fears the strength of your fury? Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. Lord, relent. Is your anger forever? Show pity to your servant. In the morning, fill us with your love. We shall exalt and rejoice all our days. Give us joy to balance our affliction for the years when we knew misfortune. Show forth your work to your servants. Let your glory shine on their children. Let the favor of the Lord be upon us. Give success to the work of our hands. Give success to the work of our hands. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, 
Send your mercy and your truth to rescue us from the snares of the devil, and happy to be known as companions of your Son, we will praise you among the peoples and proclaim you to the nations. Each morning, Lord, you fill us with your kindness. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. From the farthest bounds of earth, may God be praised. Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise from the end of the earth. Let the sea and what fills it resound, the coastlands and those who dwell in them. Let the steppe and its cities cry out, the villages where Kedar dwells. Let the inhabitants of Sila exalt and shout from the top of the mountains. Let them give glory to the Lord and utter his praise in the coastlands. The Lord goes forth like a hero. Like a warrior, he stirs up his ardor. He shouts out his battle cry. Against his enemies, he shows his might. I have looked away and kept silence. I have said nothing, holding myself in. But now I cry out as a woman in labor, gasping and panting. I will lay waste mountains and hills. All their herbage I will dry up. I will turn the rivers into marshes, and the marshes I will dry up. I will lead the blind on their journey by paths unknown. I will guide them. I will turn darkness into light before them and make crooked ways straight. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. From the farthest bounds of earth, May God be praised. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise him, servants of the Lord, who stand in the house of the Lord, in the courts of the house of our God. Praise the Lord, for the Lord is good. Sing a psalm to his name, for he is loving. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself and Israel for his own possession. For I know the Lord is great, that our Lord is high above all gods. The Lord does whatever he wills in heaven, on earth, in the seas. He summons clouds from the ends of the earth, makes lightning produce the rain. From his treasuries he sends forth the wind. The firstborn of the Egyptians he smote, of man and beast alike. Signs and wonders he worked in the midst of your land, O Egypt, against Pharaoh and all his servants. Nations in their greatness he struck, 
and kings in their splendor he slew. Sion, king of the Amorites, Og, the king of Bashan, and all the kingdoms of Canaan. He let Israel inherit their land. On his people, their land he bestowed. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Where two or three gather in your name, Lord, you promise to be with them and share their fellowship. Look down upon your family gathered here in your name and graciously pour out your blessing upon us. You who stand in his sanctuary, praise the name of the Lord. A reading from the book of Judith. We should be grateful to the Lord our God for putting us to the test as he did our forefathers. Recall how he dealt with Abraham and how he tried Isaac and all that happened to Jacob in Syrian Mesopotamia while he was tending the flocks of Laban, his mother's brother. Not for vengeance did the Lord put them in the crucible to try their hearts, nor has he done so with us. It is by way of admonition that he chastises those who are close to him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing for joy, God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Sing a new song to the Lord. Give him the praise that is due. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Sing Sing for joy, God's God's chosen ones. Give him the praise that is due. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight, all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, 
as, as it was in the, the beginning, beginning, is now, now and, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be the Lord, for he has come to his people and set them free. Because Christ hears and saves those who hope in him, let us pray. We praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We, we praise, praise you, Lord. We hope in you. We thank you because you are rich in mercy. And for the abundant love with which you have loved us. We, we praise you, Lord. We, we hope in you. With the Father, you are always at work in the world. Make all things new through the power of your Holy Spirit. We, we praise you, Lord. We hope in you. Open our eyes and the eyes of our brothers. To see your wonders this day. We, we praise you, Lord. We, we hope in you. You call us today to your service. Make us stewards of your many gifts. We, we praise you, Lord. We, we hope in you. Now let us offer together the prayer our Lord Jesus Christ taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. God, our Creator, you gave us the earth to cultivate and the sun to serve our needs. Help us to spend this day for your glory and our neighbor's good. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Morning Air with John and Glenn in just a few minutes. And don't forget the Family Rosary Across America tonight at 7 p.m. Central. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you again tomorrow morning. 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. 10 Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.